Do you feel like you've had a bit of a pivot in your business lately? Hi, I'm Candace, and over the last six months, I spent 300 hours talking to clients in eight different countries. I asked the question, how can I serve them even more? And the Align Your Business Summit was born. I handpicked 16 powerful, heart-centered business entrepreneurs, conscious leaders, and visionaries to help support you in your pivot with their wisdom and lots of free gifts. Please join me for the next 16 days here on the Intuitive Business Podcast for your first step to move into the next level of you. Speaking of steps, step number two is sign up for my free gift of a live group Akashic Record reading. All you have to do is go to bit.ly forward slash align summit to sign up for emails that will lead you to your free gift, a live group Akashic Record reading where you too can ask questions from the wisdom of your soul. See you there. Hi, everybody, and welcome again. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Today, we have May Kay Sang, and she is a podcast specialist. So I'm going to introduce her now, and we will begin. May Kay Sang is a podcast guesting strategist who helps purpose-driven online experts to become sustainably visible by guesting on aligned podcast to expand their reach, grow their business, and make a deeper impact. So welcome May Kay, who is living, by the way, in London. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness, it's such a such an honor to be here. So thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. Oh, thank you for agreeing to help us all um, with being a guest on a podcast. So right now in our world, we're pivoting and some of us may have been speakers like myself. And so why I thought it was so important to invite Maykay for all of us as we pivot and work towards our aligned business, here she is to help us. So how excited I am to have you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Um, I'm of course all about alignment because this whole summit is called the business alignment summit. So let's talk specifically about how we can get on somebody else's podcast so that we could grow our businesses and make a deeper impact even during these interesting, um, times. Mm, oh, such a great question. So I have a three part frameworks to share with you and your audience today, Candice. And before we do, I just want to take a step back and say that podcast guesting is a phenomenal way to expand your reach and grow your business. And in fact, I built my entire business on it. <laughs> and we will get into this amazing conversation around sustainable visibility later. But I think especially as COVID has hit us all worldwide, it has been a incredible way to strengthen these relationships with people who can no longer speak on stages, at least not right now. And this is a way that you can do it safe from the comfort of your own home and still have this incredible medium to make a, um, an impact and in a very intimate way as well. So I invite you to get your pens ready because we're gonna to wanna to take, take some good notes. I have mine ready. <laughs> as I knocked my mic, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I didn't hear it if that helps. So wonderful, right? So I want you to, um, I drew these in actually three circles. I actually should have shown a, a visual for this, but either way, circles or a list, I've got you covered. So phase number one of this process is called purposeful strategy. Okay. And what I mean by that is that so many people focus on just the pitch. And I understand because that is the gateway between a yes or a no, whether this opportunity is going to happen, right? So it's totally understandable why. However, 
So many people focus on the pitch process that they actually skip over a very important step. And that is all about like where, how am I actually going to optimize this appearance? Do I have my backend systems ready to receive this volume? Do I have my messaging on point? Can I find a way to distinguish myself? And so purposeful strategy is actually thinking about, you know, just reverse engineering process. When your interview goes live, where are these people going to go? Are, they, are you going to meet them at that point in their journey where they need you and your services and your products? If so, do you literally have the landing pages, the form, the nurture sequence? Do you have the application forms if you're going to be booking calls? You know, you really need to think about all of that beforehand because you really want this opportunity to work for you and to expand your business, right? Mm-hmm. And so do not miss the stage <laughs> of purposeful strategy. Did you guys get all that? That was a lot. <laughs> I took notes, <laughs> but I do think it's important. So make I have my own podcast. So all of a sudden now I'm thinking because how I'm using my podcast currently is I'm writing a book. Mm-hmm. And so I get my podcast transcribed and then up uploaded. And then we put it into the chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, But in the future, I am going to be using this as a platform. So I really like what you're saying. So can you give us like a little hint about one way to maybe distinguish ourselves from some other people? Like, how do you do you, how would you advise us to stand out? Mm, Oh, that's very interesting. Now, the thing when I work with my private clients, this is precisely what we do because oftentimes the reason why so many people don't do podcast guesting is because they worry about literally being like in an ocean full of seas. And so what it's all about is actually bringing an idea beyond the process. So for example, I actually, I'm an ex-copywriter. So that used to be, you know, my business before I went in all in into podcast guesting strategy. And there were so many other copywriters. So I thought to myself, how on earth am I going to stand out from these people who have been in this industry for at least a decade? I'm like, to be honest, you know, just full transparency here, a decade mm-hmm. ago, I didn't even start university yet. So <laughs> it would have been pretty difficult to start back then for me, especially if I didn't know. So when it comes to, if you feel like you're in a saturated market, what's going to set you apart isn't necessarily like the process, right? But it's your bigger way of thinking and how your journey up until then has led you to that point. So here's what I mean by that. The, the process that I take my clients through is we literally do a, a mapping process. We map backwards on their experience. We literally go through their entire story and then their story will pinpoint special milestones that are very unique to them. And they don't see it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that those of you who are watching right now, you probably don't see your own genius because you're so close to it. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Because it's so simple. So the most simple thing that you're doing right now is your zone of genius. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yes. Because it's so seamless for us, you know, like, like you with podcasting, me with Akashic Records, like it's like, okay, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So honestly, what you can do with yourself or you can have a friend or you can, you know, um, work with somebody who, you know, knows what they are doing when they take you through this process. And you literally just like, you unsense yourself. And what I mean by that is I've noticed um, so many people, they want to get to the point. And I understand where that comes from is because we live in a world of instant gratification and very, um, uh, what was it? Very small attention spans, right? And so, so many of us feel like we need to rush to get to the point. Otherwise, no one's going to care or no one's going to listen. But that is, that is not true. Ooh. And the truth is, and the truth is that if you feel like you have to rush to get to the point, your message is not being received by the right people. Mm. And that's what's so beautiful about this business alignment summit is that you do align yourself with what you're creating and the people who you're serving. And so what it's really about is just taking a step back, 
and just like don't judge yourself what you've been through whether it's your career or your personal life so you know both of them do intertwine pretty deeply and that's the thing so many people focus just on one they just focus on their career to think that oh this is what makes me uniquely credible but it's not my friend mm. it's everything it's the whole picture you know that really i'm sure that that's set on different people in different ways so i can only share how that's sitting in my heart and there's an authenticity when we share who we truly are, even if it doesn't seem to be completely aligned with our message, if we're sharing who we truly are from our heart space, I think that that's the secret sauce. What, what do you have to say about that? I completely agree. Because the amazing Marianne Williamson, <laughs> I can't, can't remember her quote like word for word, but you give people permission to do the same when you mm. take that next step, right? And I totally butchered her, her quote, so please type her name in Google <laughs> and try to find out what that is. But the point is that when you have the courage to show up as your true self, you unknowingly give other people permission to do the same. And that is what connects them to you. That is what they're drawn to. They're like, oh, Candace is like me because she shared this about her life. Oh, Mekhi's been through that. So have I. Me too. Literally. Me too. Mm. And that creates such a magnetism, you mm. know, and it's not based off of like a shallow, quick, quick win or, you know, you're using like these quick hacks to grab people's attention you're pulling them towards you instead of pushing them. Mm, that's so beautiful. So I want to tell them a little bit of a secret about a personal story <laughs> because what we talked about today is that Meike has family in different areas of the country and often they have different accents and she <laughs> is kind of like one of those people that adapts linguistically to other people's language. So <laughs> she and I said, she has a transformer voice. <laughs> yeah. Candace, make, you make it sound so much cooler than actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I want, I want you to share with them how you got your first, I guess it was your first podcast gig well, through one I, of your transformer voices oh okay so <laughs> yes so we'll, we'll get into this um in phase two because we're only on phase one right now um <laughs> but yes just to give you a quick story so what's really important when you are reaching out to podcasters is not seeing them as a platform because i know that's how this whole industry seems to be built upon like oh yeah it's a platform to amplify my voice no, 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 my friend. There is a human being behind every microphone. And that very human being has certain likes and dislikes or absolute obsessions. And there was one podcaster, she had a pretty big podcast, um, over 200 episodes. And um, we didn't know each other. And my whole strategy, by the way, is based off of, te it's technically cold pitching, but I do it in an extremely warm and personable way. So it feels like I've known you for a long time and this is how i managed to connect with one of them so i browsed through her website and i started seeing some disney references <laughs> and i was like hmm okay and there was no particular indication that she liked this particular disney movie but ever since i was about 14 years old i could imitate the voice of stitch from Lilo and Stitch, which is a, he's like this little alien um, from, yeah, from Lilo and Stitch. And he, he learns how to speak. And there was a moment in the film where he says, I'm so cute and fluffy. And you bet your honey buns that I'm going to give you a voice sample right now. So, <clears throat> your honey buns, be ready, honey buns. <laughs> Get ready, honey buns. So he says, I'm so cute and fluffy. So, I'm so cool. I'm fluffy. <laughs> I couldn't help but introduce that right there because 
you know, you were talking about literally getting to know the person and I just love this. I also want to point out something magical that's been happening. So if you're listening to this podcast or this, this, uh, this interview, can you see that there's a perfect rainbow across Maykay? Do you see it? It's pink. It's light blue. It's purple. There's a type of green that just kind of moved. And then there was a yellow and look at this light that's coming in. I just want to point this out because it's not accidental in life. When things like this happen, there's a literal rainbow. And the first time I met Mekay, something about you touched my heart. So I don't know if we're deviating from the, the interview here, but do you see that? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you before? When I speak from my heart, it literally happened. <laughs> and of course, you know, can't, uh, can't take out the factor of the sun in a certain position and everything, but I, I agree with you that there's no accident. And these other flickers and rays of light, that there's no light source on the side, but they're the ray coming from the side and the side. <laughs> So, wow. I just got goosebumps. I don't know if you guys did, but that's your intuition <laughs> speaking to you. Hmm. I want to talk just a little bit more about speaking from your heart since this rainbow appeared. I don't want to leave it until the rainbow gives us some more information because I feel like I can almost channel what's happening right now, but I want to give you the interview full and complete. So um, please continue. Like talk from your heart about why did you start this business? I have realized very recently that my life's work is helping other people voice their life's work. Well, let's just pause. My life's work is about helping other people to realize their life's work. To voice their life's work to and voice. to realize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mekay, I don't know where this interview is going. I, I apologize and I hope you're getting a lot out of it, but I don't know if you can see, I have, an, I have a scar <clears throat> on, yeah. my, on my neck and it's from thyroid cancer. And I don't, I'm not, this is just so unique that this rainbow is coming up and it touched my heart so much that I want to spend some time with our hearts because I know you have a beautiful heart. And I think for my own personal self is why this happened is I wasn't stepping into my authentic self. You know, I had these intuitive gifts, but yet I wasn't stepping up. So let's talk about using our voices and our business because from the space of our heart, because I really believe if I could give you any piece of advice, and I betcha Maykay's going to uh, agree about this, it's to really lean into that heart space because we are completely off script right now, but yet it's significant to point out this magic that's happening in, happening in front of you and to acknowledge a gift that we're all getting. How has that transformed your life, being able to step up and really be your authentic self and use your voice? Well, I've done a lot of literal soul dives recently. And as you can tell, I am of Asian descent. And just for anyone who's curious which one, <laughs> I am British born Chinese. So I've always lived in the UK and I'd actually always I'd have I'd always been a very outgoing child actually. Um, but various situations happened in my early teens that really caused me to shrink and to succumb to the cultural expectations that I had being Chinese. And unfortunately, I never met those expectations because, spoiler alert, I don't speak fluent Chinese. And that's always been a reason why I, I had actually been ostracized from my, from my cultural community. And because of that, I always felt a lot of shame and always thought I wasn't good enough and always thought that I would never measure up to anybody else because I didn't know how to literally 
voice myself. I, I could never say what was really on my mind. So in a way, there was a kind of like a linguistic mutism, you know, energetically anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of happened. Um, and because of this very much of a mousy, um, shy version of myself, it actually led me into a very toxic um, and abusive relationship in my university years. Mm. And I had learned so much from that because that circumstance, it showed me literally what would happen if I if I didn't really share what was on my heart, what was on my mind. And so while I never wished upon anybody to go through something like that to find their voice, that extremity is how I found mine. And it set me on this entrepreneurial path because the one paid out in front of me just didn't quite make sense. And it went against everything I had been taught. I'd been conditioned to believe since I was young. And it was another way I almost, I kind of ostracized myself, I suppose. And, and I, I guess the final pillar of this is sometimes my culture, it's my career and my relationship. I'm also in a same sex relationship as well. So it's like I chose this path of most resistance when human beings are actually geared towards the opposite path of least resistance. But no, apparently my soul just wanted to guide me towards making these decisions consciously so that I could find different ways to accept myself even if no one else did Mm. and when I really think about it because I've chosen these difficult pathways I've come out a lot more stronger and resilient Mm. and this is what makes me uniquely credible to hold a safe space for people as they explore their own voices without the judgment. Hmm. Everybody just take a moment and breathe that in because that's a lot. So let's move forward now to where you're at because of standing in the presence of your heart space choosing a relationship that might have not been approved by your culture um, and probably different choices that you've made may have ostracized you, but yet rainbows appear when you talk. So let's talk about where are you now? Everything good and bad that has happened up until now has really created a is a completely different dimension and i'm so grateful for it because all of the beautiful people that i've had the honor of connecting with such as yourself candace and sage who connected with who connects us overall and my beautiful clients my students my peers everybody and in fact um I feel that giving myself permission to do this work has actually alleviated so many old pressures that were often self-imposed, but also culturally imposed on on me. And I've literally found my way in all areas because um, just before we jumped on this call, I, um, you know, shared with you that I did the first week. This is the last week with. The first week I took off since the lockdown happened back in March. And this last week I've connected with one family member a day. And it's not the kind of like, you know, just have a quick chat, literally spending four, six, eight hours just talking. And it created these connections that I never thought I would have again. And it just goes to show that that when you are in alignment with your business and everything you create, how it can overflow into some otherwise neglected areas of your life that you haven't exactly been able to make time 
helpful if your business wasn't aligned with where you wanted to go. That's beautiful. Nikki, that's a really big share. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to point out, I'm sorry, the internet is a little, we're, you know, we're in America and London, so, you know, <laughs> we're on Zoom. Um, I just wanted to say that what she was saying, in case there were any hiccups, is that she connected with one family member a day and with a connection that she thought was never possible again. And so how do you feel after taking a whole week? Obviously something's happening over there because she's like a little glow worm. <laughs> Her R is like coming out into the real time here. So after spending a week of doing something so healing and so cleanse, cleansing and reconnecting with kind of your roots of who you were with the person mm. that you are now. So I'm interested to see how those two worlds met and how you feel right now. Yeah. So I think what I really took away from this time off is that you can truly disconnect in order to reconnect. Mm. And when you truly are in alignment with your business, then it can really create this overflow into other areas of your life that could possibly otherwise be neglected if it was misaligned. And if anything, it's just showed me that I needed to change my business model and to change my offering so that I can really operate from my higher self and to really serve those who are meant to serve. Mm. Again, let's take in all, in all of that. And maybe that's where we all are at, where she's sharing with us. Maybe that's why the light came through because maybe this is where, what we all really needed to hear. We thought, and, and by the way, we still can look at podcasts and become part of podcasts, which, she, which Mayke is going to continue sharing. But maybe that was our message. Maybe that's why we got all the rainbows and the lights because just letting you know that your message is so important. That's why I did this summit for all of you because something has been off with some of our businesses. But by taking, like Maykay said, by taking those moments in our lives and just leaning into maybe the things that weren't right, and then maybe that's exactly what we needed to change in our business. Maybe I wasn't supposed to speak on every stage just yet. Maybe I needed more time. Maybe that's what you all need. And in this moment, Mayke's brilliance and beauty is bringing us down this path that's so touching to my heart and I hope yours as well. Whew, this has been an unexpected turn in the interview, but I, I love where <laughs> this went. So thank you for going there because how many of us don't go there? Mm. Stay safe, stay at that higher level. Mm -mm. The more we lean in, like you said, who we are, become transparent. That's where the real juice of our business is. Do you agree? Absolutely. And I have to share this, that the word safe. Are you playing it safe because you don't feel safe. Mm. I notice so many people say, I know I need to be visible. I know I need to be visible. And there's almost like this knee jerk, like kind of reaction that they give me literally when they say it. And it just goes to show you want, you don't want to be visible actually, because you're not ready to be seen yet. And that takes a ton of courage to do. And only when you are ready to be seen because you've done the inner work and you've aligned your business with what you really want to create and what you really want to share, that is when the aligned opportunities are going to come. And that's when your message is going to land when you guest on other podcasts as well. Mm. 
I'm not leaving this just yet. <laughs> so, it's just so rich in my heart. So courage. Talk to me about courage. What do we really need to have courage? Mm. Oh, courage. So I actually developed this framework a while back and it was, um, it was the relationship between courage and conversions and how the more courage you have to show up as your true self, the more you're going to convert because that is the way that you set yourself apart. You don't stand out. You stand up for what you believe in. That's courage. Wow. Standing up for what you believe in. What do you believe in? I believe that this realm of visibility right now is incredibly surfaced. Like there's a lot of surface work going on. And that's why I am so honored to share this concept of sustainable visibility because the conversations I've had with people is that they just focus on the strategy. They're just popping it on top and making time whenever they kind of they just like, have to literally force themselves to block off time to do it. But there's a reason why it keeps going on the back burner is because they are basically running with misaligned visibility strategies that don't connect with how they want to show up, but because they haven't been given that permission to explore what it is that is aligned with them, with them that's why it doesn't work. I like that concept. Well, I, I kind of say the same thing. I call it, you deplete your love cup. So many mm -hmm. heart centered business entrepreneurs, it's like they'll give, they'll give, they'll give, they'll give, and then they need something for themselves. And then they look down, and they feel empty. And so I love that you took off a whole week and did something that obviously is transformational because of all the colors and lights that popped out, that there's something that happened to you. You became like a living prism for the moment <laughs> of colors and lights. Oh, so that feels lovely. So do you believe too, that you need to fill up your own love cup? And if so, how do you fill up yours? Mm, oh yes. So I do believe that you need to fill your own cup and that took a lot of work to do because often when people say, oh, think of yourself first, they just perceive it as selfish and like, oh, I don't, I can't do that. Otherwise people who depend on me are going to think that I don't care about them, but it's honestly the opposite. And when I really communicated to my partner that I needed a lot of personal space in order to make space for her and her family and my family it really started to connect and I think what's really important about filling your own love cup is to don't place any judgment on how you like to do it so I'll be very honest I love watching anime <laughs> I've watched anime since I was 12 years old not just Pokemon not just like Yu-Gi-Oh and the Dragon Ball Z but I love watching anime because it gives me a very unique perspective on life because some of the things that they talk about they get, it goes really deep mm -hmm. <laughs> and I you know you wouldn't really expect it because people just think oh it's just cartoons but nope <laughs> it's really beautiful I it is, it is so beautiful. I remember a night and my son, oh my God, if he saw this interview, he would totally kill me. But, <laughs> but when he was, he's 19 right now. So he would especially not be happy with me, but this is so true. So we were watching, he was really big into Pokemon and or I'm not saying it right. Am I? Um, I guess like po Pokemon as a Pokemon, okay. like yeah, yeah I, I say it wrong. I totally, I'm totally <laughs> sorry for all those people that are fans, but I remember he had, he was playing this game on his DS and there was one character he was particularly in, in love with. And so much so that when we would lay in bed at night before bed, he's like, mommy, would you watch this with me? And 
of course, you know, it wasn't my thing, but I would, but he was my, you know, my heart. So we would lay in bed and we would watch this. And one night he won and that character died (gasps) and we both cried. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not laughing about that. What I'm laughing about is I said to him, do you remember that? You know, honey? And he goes, mom, we don't talk about those (laughs) even today. (laughs) <laughs> because it was like it was his favorite character and it went he's oh gone and it was weird that like you know he had spent his time and this character and so i think that doing what we love in our personal time whatever it is is mm-hmm. so important and no matter if it's anime or whatever as long as we're engaged with activities that are heart centered and like i'll never forget that moment with my son in bed and obviously he never will either because <laughs> we're still not allowed to talk about the name of the character and what happened yeah i want to know who's this character now <laughs> i'll put at the end i'll put you on pause and i'll, I'll okay. run over thank it. you and i'll thank ask you. him because it was, it was really traumatic for both of us because I just knew how special this character was to him. And he was a young, young boy. You know, he was a little, a little boy, maybe five or six or whatever. And oh, so precious. I know it was a totally precious moment. Mm. So heart-centered and going to sustainable visibility, like moving from who we are as heart-centered business entrepreneurs moving into the authenticity of us and going sometimes to the place that might not feel comfortable, you know, like mm-hmm. share something that's not comfortable. I had a mentor. He used to say, comfort is like crack. It kills. But moving from comfort out of our comfort zone is where we grow into evolutionary growth not just change. So this pivot in our businesses is not just about a change or a temporary change. And and I want to see if you agree with me about this. It is about leaning into who we really are. I totally feel like during this pandemic and since February or March, that a veil, this energetic veil has been lifted where we're going to be able to see where we need to go if we keep our heart and our eyes opened to our intuition because I believe Mm. that we're being aligned at all times to our highest and best vibration. So that's what I'm saying. What do you think or believe about that? Yeah, I believe that completely that of course I am completely aware that I'm in a you know, I'm in a very privileged position in comparison to many of my family members who have been directly, um, you know, impacted by COVID and the lockdowns and everything. And it's been a very, I've always been very mindful of whether I should express how well my business was doing because it boomed during COVID, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and I just feel that the same thing happened to me. I had the most clients in two and a half weeks in the history of my business. I had 56 calls come in in two and a half weeks. Wow. To hire a team to manage it. Wow. Incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations (laughs) to you as well. Thank you. Um, Yeah. I just feel that is a, it's a collective reset on what we're no longer wanting to tolerate and what we what changes we have to make in order to move forward with the trajectories that our intuition is actually pointing towards because you know that we often settle when we get too comfortable right and covid Mm -hmm. has been a true awakening for many if not all and i think um it's it's a true blessing in disguise and i I say that with as much like love as possible because i understand so many people have lost people directly from this. Um, so I'm not grateful for that at all. Um, it's just the perspective that has been broadened for all of us, you know, to think of our lives in a completely different way. You know what your story and in this moment, um, this whole thing reminds me of is I watched a show last night with my family and I'm sorry for this word, but I'm going to say it. It was called Bucket and it was a, a Netflix original and it was about 
a mother and father who like pushed, push, push their son. And he was accepted. He was valedictorian. He was accepted into seven out of eight Ivy leagues and something happens um, that the son does that kind of changes the tra trajectory of his pattern, which for me feels like your life, you know, like your, it sounds like your family wanted it to happen, like do, 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 like, yeah, very linear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, but you just said you went in a different direction as well as this young man did. And guess what? You achieve success and sustainable success with listening and honoring your path. So in this moment, before we do the final thing, which will be the three stages of how you get booked on a podcast, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about, I don't know how to say it, but your personal reflection on going in a different direction that actually ended up creating sustainability in your business, but the truth of your heart listening to that. You know, I think around the time when we met a couple of weeks ago, um, I spoke about like just understanding my human design and that's something that I'm very new to, but to be honest, as soon as I learned what mine was, which is a manifesto, it completely made sense. Everything just clicked into place because I always wondered why am I not a certain way? Why do I not fit in? And just um, for those who are new to human design or, or even if you're not new to it, but you're not quite sure what a manifesto is like, in a nutshell, I'd say a manifesto thinks like there is no box and we create our own sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> basically and so I think that has been the biggest permission slip that I've been given by the universe to freely create without judgment and of course I have a very strategic and logical mind as well but I lead with my intuition I lead with my heart because there are no bounds for me there's no like if I don't have the resources I'll find them if mm -hmm. you know if I don't know what to do I'll, I'll just try and figure it out. And I think that's what it is. It's just been this boundless exploration. And that is what I've discovered that my life is about. There's, um, in fact, my own podcast is called The Quiet Rebels. And it completely reflects upon this because I'm not a traditional rebel, I suppose, where like I'm just trying to openly oppose everybody and just be all loud about it. I'd be like, this doesn't quite work. Let me, let me try this way. If you, you want to follow, please do. If not, that's totally fine. You know, I've always done it in a very gentle way. And I've noticed that ever since I started my podcast that I've had my own little mini movement there of fellow quiet rebels who they want to, they want to shake up their lives without like shaking the ground of everybody else before they're ready. They just want to explore without judgment. And that's precisely what I do, you know, help people to voice their life's work without judgment and without the fear that they're going to get it wrong. Because, honey, I'll tell you now, <laughs> your message is not going to land for everybody, but that's okay. Mm. But you, um, I, you just have such a gentle way. And when we met the other day, like we had a pre-interview and it wasn't, we just wanted to see if we liked each other, if the message would work out. We didn't like rehearse this. This is all natural. But the one thing that you gave me such comfort about is, you know, I've been doing my podcast since January and, um, the long and short of it is like my mic broke. And, and so I was, I was like, oh my God, I can't get my podcast done which I didn't think about using like ear pods and, and stuff like that. But the long and short of it is the universe gave me a break. And what she said to me, Mayke said, I, I forget how you said it, but it was so gentle and it was kind of like cutting yourself a break and not being hard on myself about it. And there, that just gave me such permission to be like, Oh, I haven't done three podcasts. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do? Like, and, and all of a sudden it was like that worry was gone in that moment with you. And then I, I listened to my intuition and I thought, 
What if I wasn't supposed to create a podcast for three weeks? What if that would have taken me out of alignment for all the other messaging and all the other things that I needed to accomplish? And it would have either burned me out or put me out of alignment. So thank you for that gift in that moment. You're very welcome. And I think what's really important is whatever we create, we do it from a place of flow, not force. Mm, Flow, not force. Yeah. And because I broke my streak. Um, So I had 62 or 60 or 62, one of the numbers, 60 episodes in a row every week, ever since I started my podcast last year in 2019. And I broke the streak um, a couple of weeks ago. And normally I would have been really down about that. Oh my God, you know, I've been doing so well. I'm just going to like throw my hands up in the air and give up now. But I felt so at ease. And I realize it's because I'm extremely intentional about the content I put out there. So I'm not the kind of person who, like, I do batch my podcast, but the the structure, so like, you know, which episode, I place them near each other to really like add on to the previous conversation if I can. And if not, then I'll create something else to bridge the communication gap. But not everybody podcast, not every podcast is like that. And that's totally fine. Um, but again, everything you put out there in your business, as soon as it comes from a place of flow, as opposed to force, you'll find those connection points in places that you never thought you'd find them. <laughs> well, you definitely get my support on that. Cause that's my motto, you know, get out of stuckness, get into focus and flow. And I believe that you are in such beautiful flow. You can feel it in your energy and in who you are. So I'm really grateful for that. And thank you for sharing that. So let's do the, the final, <laughs> final couple things. Cause everybody's probably sitting there thinking, oh, please, please tell us the free phases to get booked <laughs> on a podcast because now we're all juiced up about being on podcasts. And, um, so tell us like, what to do? Like, do you look for it in LinkedIn? Where do you look for who to connect with? You know, even though it seems as if we've taken a, this big tangent, it's, it's not true because everything that we've spoken about up until now is purposeful strategy it is getting to know yourself and what you stand for and you know, what you want to create in your business. And so that's phase one, right? <laughs> and phase two is kind of like, understanding that about the other person is phase two is personalized pitching and it sounds so simple because it is but not many people actually do it personalized pitching because there are so many cookie cutter um pitches that go out and it's clear that it's sent on mass and there is a way to templatize your own pitch but not just taking it from somebody else, which is why I refuse to sell my pitch templates. That's why I work with my clients to create their own that's on brand. But here's the thing. This is all you need to know. The PR method. Personalization. Relevancy. That is it. (laughs) So give us a little example. So that we, I love that. I, I love keeping it simple. So personalization and relevancy, relevancy. I didn't spell it right. So I looked at what is that <laughs> Yeah. So personalization is the initial hook. So when you address somebody in an email and granted, you may be reaching somebody's gatekeeper, but still address the podcaster anyway. Don't just say hi or worse to whom it may concern. No, 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 no. <laughs> never write that <laughs> ever. Um, personalization is exactly what it sounds like. So address the person by their name and spell it correctly. And um, for, for example, my name, I appreciate that it's not a common name, but it's in my email. So if you do not look at the email, then it's clear that a little extra step just wasn't taken. And the personalization is all about addressing the person meeting them where they're at and acknowledging their podcast in a very unique way. So what do I mean by that? Yep. You could look at the podcast description and you can just pull out the buzzwords that they use. So I can think of a friend of mine, her name is Ruby Lee. 
um she like her podcast called own your hustle so she talks about alignment soul-led hustle and you know those kinds of words they're all like freedom connected words and so you'd use those words and reflect it back at them in your pitch because that immediately makes them feel like oh okay so you know me you know what my podcast is about wonderful and if you want to go the extra mile which i hope you do um, you know, listen to a couple of episodes and just like really get a feel for how they speak and how do they talk with their guests and do they interject with a lot with their guests or not? What were your main takeaways from your favorite episodes? Bringing all of that is very rare. I'll tell you, it's extremely rare. So you already have the leg up mm. if you are going to do that. And of course, it's great to hook them in, but you need to retain their attention. So that's where the relevancy comes in. Mm. So, okay, you've acknowledged them, acknowledge their podcast, their mission, all the things. And now it's your moment where you share how you can contribute to that. With your area of expertise, you don't really go deep into your story at this point. You share what you know and how it can contribute to their mission and how you can connect with their audience. So, phase three. So when you get that beautiful yes, because you would have done the personalization and the relevancy in your pitch, then it is time for pre-interview prep and post-interview promotion. So this is when you speak. This is, this is your moment. This is when you share your message. And it's all about just being extremely intentional and you're on the podcaster's team when you're like, hey, I want to share this with as many people as possible. What can I do to help you? So it's all of that is leading up to having the microphone, internet connection, which is very important, um, having your notes in place so you know how to really like bring out those gems and like, you know, be asked those questions so you can really bring those out. And then it's your duty and it's your honor to share that with as many people as you can on your email list, on your social media, your friends, whoever is ready to receive the message that you shared on that interview. Hmm. And then we're complete with the three phases. Yes. So purposeful strategy, when you think ahead with your messaging and setting up your business, so you're ready to receive the volume. Phase two, personalized pitching. Remember, personalization and relevancy, the PR method. Mm-hmm. And phase three, is where you do amplify your voice with your, where you prep up for the interview with the microphone and your laptop is on charge or your internet. And also just like really being a team player and, and really sharing that interview where, when it goes live. And that interview lives on forever, which is why podcast guesting can be a beautiful way to be sustainably visible because it doesn't go away. Hmm. Wow. I never thought about that. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. There's a three-step process to yeah. become sustainably visible and to be in flow and in alignment when you visit your heart space. Mm. That feels good. <laughs> so... I am so, so grateful to share this free gift with your audience today, Candice. And this is another Disney reference. I, I want to I wanna receive some DMs on Instagram. So if people, I, I want to know if people get which, which movie this comes from. Be our podcast guest. This is an incredible collaboration that I've had the honor to have with People like Jasmine Starr, Rick Mulready, Ruby Lee, Jordan Gill, Robin Kira from the Copywriter Club, so many incredible people with amazing podcasts. And I've asked them for their out-of-the-box piece of advice to help you get booked on more podcasts in 2020 and beyond. Mm. Well, that's a juicy gift. And there's a lot of... Um special lineup people in, in that lineup. So thank you for offering that gift. And how can they um, capture that gift from you? Yes. So if you go to 25experts.makeasang.com. So 25 with two five, the word experts, 
with an S at the end, <laughs> .makeafan.com, and you'll find the link where you can download that. And it blew me away, <laughs> even though I was coordinating everything. It's just amazing to hear directly from the podcasters themselves. And this, this resource, it serves as a bridge to help you communicate your unique value, your unique message, and you know everything that you want to be able to communicate directly to these podcasters. They want to hear from you in a certain way as they tell you directly how they like to, to receive their pictures Ooh, that's really good yes so i hope you enjoy well thank you thank you for um being on this interview today and i hope that maybe someday you would consider being a guest and maybe on my podcast and we could talk about the magical journey of what happened today because be you, I mean, you can see what happened today. And <laughs> now at the end of the interview, can you see there's no more prisms and lights? So something was definitely happening. And of course there was light coming in a window, but there wasn't light on the other side. So mm -hmm. um, Maykate was the light for us today. And Maykate <laughs> is the light and she uses her voice to, um, to show her message to the world with sustainable visibility and you can too. So grab her gift. And I just want to thank you and honor you for the time that we've spent today and all the beautiful messaging that you gave um, everybody here. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a true pleasure to be here. So thank you to Candice and to everybody who's part of this Business Alignment Summit. I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that light that was coming through. I said to Meike, wasn't that really interesting? And she elaborated on the times that it's been seen and what happened differently in this interview. So let's talk a little bit about the messages that you sometimes get. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now this is a text message, not a channel. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is literally a group zoom call. Typically is, is when it happens because those Zoom calls are with my mastermind peers and my mentor. And when I'm speaking from my heart, I, I often get this blue ray of light across here. And sometimes it's a rainbow. Sometimes it's purely a blue, a blue light. Um, and today there were rays coming in through the window. But for the first time ever, there was these like sparkles and rays. And there's no light source on the side. There are they the wall <laughs> and i had no idea how that happened but um i'm just gonna say that maybe all of my aura cleaning that i've been doing recently has um has literally allowed me to be this beacon of light and i've actually i've actually um called my podcast like a lighthouse before where i help people shine the way home because mm. yeah it's all about the light work I, I truly, well, <laughs> you don't have to convince me about that. I, I really believe it. Um, but when it shows up in, in life, one of the challenges I have is, you know, reading the Akashic records and there's a component in the Akashic records where you can actually heal and remove blocks that are holding you back. And I can see them. And as I see them, it's almost like there, that one's gone. That little smudge is gone. <laughs> like when we're doing yeah. the healing. But when you, and it, and it leaves through. So what happens is it's almost like your, your chakras light up. And when I can, this is what I see. And I'm not a big chakra girl, like meaning teaching chakras or anything like that. I do believe in them, but what happens is they all light up. And when they light up, I can see like a little smudge that just kind of needs to be cleared off of like a window. But when you're working in that field, there's like seven or eight different parameters that where I see blocks. Sometimes it's in past life, past vows, in the gene genealogical pool of us, in our ancestry genealogical pool. So what happens is when I see the block, I can see it specifically and we breathe through it together. I help release it. Sometimes we yawn, sometimes we cough, um, but then we breathe it out. So you take a deep breath in and then you let that release. And so what I hear you saying and why I explained it like that is she's done some work because, <laughs> you know, she looks like a prism, you know, when light hits her, it's like, boink. so I just, I really want to acknowledge 
the work that you did in that and in your realm and in the field of you. And the other thing that we were talking about is becoming a beacon of light because that's truly what I feel like my work does. And here's what's interesting that we realized is we do completely different work and we do completely similar work because mm. let's talk about the beacon of light and how your voice can be a beacon of light. It creates hope and it literally shines a light when you share it because just think of all of the people who feel really alone right now and thinking that they are stupid or they're different or they just feel so outcasted by the people that they're surrounded by and you sharing your message through that beautiful voice of yours it makes them feel like ah oh, i can create more than i thought i can do more i can be more and it literally shines a light hmm. So this is the point of the interview. I just really want to share with all of you, shine your light. Meike has taught us how to use our voice to be a beacon that attracts other people that your message sits with in your heart so that you can continue your mission and leave your legacy with sustainable visibility in your world. Thank you again, Meike. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.